0: the Washington football team the classified best podcast that's out there. Uh. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. Uh. We know Washington football team the best team out there and we don't care. Uh. They used to talk about how we ain't making to the players. but what did y'all go there. Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Tamba Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Ruper Foster how sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim the Fuller how many picks he got, yeah the boy be still in the pass We have a special guest in the building. We have Big E, one of the most popular Miami Dolphins fans out there. He's going to talk to us a little bit about Ryan Fitzpatrick. But before we get to that, Big E, I want you to say what's up to the people and then tell them where they can find you on social media.
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is Ian Big E Berger, and I can be found on Twitter at Ian693. Or you can find me writing uh, at the DolphinsTalk.com website. Uh, And I also have a YouTube page. It's uh, under Big E. You have to type in Big E Miami Dolphins. Or you're going to find this new uh, World Wrestling Champion uh, Big E popping up on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, now, let me get this straight: Did you actually announce
0: a draft pick this year?
1: Yeah, it's it was this past year has been amazing. I not only was sent to the Super Bowl as the Miami Dolphins Fan of the Year and top three in the National Football League Fan of the Year uh, contest, but they also sent m- myself and every team representative for the fan of the year to the NFL draft in Cleveland. Uh, and I got the absolute honor to announce Jared Doakes at, at the number 244 pick uh, in the NFL draft, which was just, a, you know, when you're a fan of a team, getting an opportunity to do something like that is, it's really beyond anything you can possibly imagine or dream about. And, uh, and it's just been, the past year has been absolutely
0: amazing. How much did being at the Super Bowl make you really, really crave one for your Dolphins?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I was sitting there and I was with some of the Kansas City Chiefs fans, you know, and they they won it last year. And and I was talking to some of them about that feeling because remember, the Chiefs hadn't won either. They hadn't won a Super Bowl in a very long time. And they have a great fan base. So, you know, we were talking and and I think you know I've had the dreams. And I've honestly had dreams where you know the Dolphins are, are finishing the game and, and they're winning the Super Bowl. And you know I've I've talked to people and it's just it's one of those things that it's it's hard to it's hard to put into words the emotions that that I would feel when something like that were to happen. And I'm anticipating, I'm hoping that it happens within my lifetime. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you watch the movie, the last what is it? I think the the Tomorrow War. Yeah, you know, They're talking about the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl in the year 2050, um, but we'll, we'll hopefully that's not the case.
0: <laughs> well, we're rooting for you guys, and uh, hopefully we get one before then, too. So, um, Let's jump right into this, though. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is now our quarterback. I think he was your quarterback for a couple of years down there in Miami. Yes, sir. Uh, so talk to me about how Miami Dolphins fans were um, with the news that Fitzpatrick wasn't going to return. You
1: know, I think it was a mixed bag of emotions. I I myself was mixed and for a couple of reasons. First of all, Fitzpatrick, I think was one of the main reasons why we had a culture shift in Miami. You know, remember when, when he came in, it was Brian Flores, first season as a head coach and the culture in Miami had been really, I hate to use the word ruin, but it had been tarnished, you know, with Adam Gase with Joe Philbin, you know, with all of these seasons of losses or mediocrity. And then comes Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and his leadership style and his leadership skills um, partnered with Brian Flores and the team that Brian Flores brought on board. And it really started, you saw it shift from the first uh, from the first training camp days. You know, uh, Coach Flores brought in what was called the TNT wall. It stands for take no, takes no talent. So in training camp, when the players were uh, making mistakes, he coach would have him go run, touch the wall and come back. And at some point, at one point he had the entire offense do it. At one point he had the entire defense do it. And the Dolphins organization or the Dolphins team were one of the least penalized teams in national football league over the last two years since coach Flores was here. But I will say Ryan Fitzpatrick had a lot to do with that. He had a lot to do with the shift when uh, when Tua came on board when Tua was drafted last season it was a foregone conclusion that Tua was going to be the future of our franchise you know when you look at the history the history the career that Fitzpatrick has has gone out there he's he really has been a traveling quarterback you know he's been on so many teams he's done he's he's really been a roller coaster had some great games and then he's had some not so great games and it just, you know, it always was great, not great, great, not great. And it seemed to be wherever he went. That's why I don't think he stuck around too long with too many teams, but he really had a, a tremendous impact, not just on me, not just on the fans, but I know he had an impact on the players and and you could hear it when, you know, when he was announced that he was going to be sitting for Tua when Tua first started his first ever football game against the Rams. And then also when the news came out, you know, I, I, I tweeted out, you know, dear Ryan, we really appreciate everything you did for us. And we're going to be rooting for you with the Washington football team, because that's the type of person that he is. And I think, I think you'll find some Buffalo bills fans that say the same thing. You're going to find some New York jets fans that say the same thing. And you'll find some Tampa Bay bucks fans that say the same thing. Cause he just has that impact on the fan base. And I've never met the man. I just watch him on TV. I watch the way that he, you know, he handles himself the way that he recognizes you know, his teammates. And, you know, if he makes a mistake, it's his fault. It's not somebody else's fault. And I think that's everything you would want in a leader, which he's been able to display.
2: So yeah, everybody from as far back as I've read has not had a bad word to say about him as a leader off the field. Uh, As Washington fans, our main concern, honestly, is his performance on the field. So looking back at the past two seasons, what, what can we expect that we may be We, uh, so I guess I got to go full disclosure. Ellie and I are not full on board. Ryan Fitzpatrick fans. We're definitely not in the stand category. Um, But what (laughs) is, what is going to win us over uh, based on his play alone?
1: Um, I will say you're going to love the fact that he tries to push the ball down the field. And, but I'm going to say, you're going to hate when he tries to push the ball down the field um you know because he he has he has the arm and he has the mentality that he's going to try and he's going to try and keep going he's going to try and keep throwing the ball down the field but he will throw those interceptions at inopportune times and that that's just what you're going to get with Fitzpatrick and that's the way he's been his entire career um but you're going to get the hero plays as well you know if you I don't know if you remember but two seasons ago, you know, it was the Dolphins five and 11 season. The last game of the year was against the new England Patriots in new England, new England had to win that game in order to get a first round bye. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, he took over that game. He kept pushing the ball down the field. He wasn't making any mistakes during that game. And the Dolphins ended up beating the Patriots in Foxborough, which happened to be Tom Brady's last regular season game as a Patriot. So, you know, again, and, and that was, that was the last game of that season. So that entire off season, you know, we were like, Oh, let's go with Fitzpatrick again. You know, then we drafted Tua and everything kind of shifted and you just kind of knew that Tua was going to get his opportunity. And, and, you know, when you look at last season and last season, the first couple of games, the first game against the Patriots, Fitzpatrick had a rough game, you know, and, and he tried to do what he can do. Um, and then as the season progressed, you know, he got to, I think it was three and three before the decision was made to go to Tua and, but still he lost three games. You know, again, that's that roller coaster that we talk about. He won won three games, he lost three games, so he could definitely win you games. And he's going to have a lot of fun doing it too. Cause that man shows emotion, which you have some quarterbacks out there that will never show emotion. He is very emotional on the field and you'll see him get into it. And you'll, you'll like that. That's something I really, really loved about him.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the record, you know, he was three and three or so or something like that last year. The losses that you guys sustained during his time as a starter, when watching the game, did you feel like the losses were on him or he was playing a big part in the losses or was it just kind of like the team just really didn't show up that day?
1: Well, remember, um, so 2019 was the year that the Dolphins had traded Laramie Tunsil right before the season started the Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, everybody said that they were tanking for Tua, even though I never, I never was part of the tank for Tua group. Um, So a lot of the players, if you were to do a lot of research and you look at the players that played on the Dolphins roster in 2019, most of them are not on starting for other NFL teams anywhere right now. And there's a good number of them too, that are not even in the NFL right now. So, some could say that Fitzpatrick made some of those guys better to get five wins in a season. It was a five and 11 season. And others would say, well, you know, Fitzpatrick didn't do enough, you know, to be able to, to be able to get those wins. So I, I don't, I, I hate to put everything or all losses on a quarterback because I do think it is a team effort. You know, he, he got, he built some wonderful relationships with players like Devonte Parker, Mike Gusecki, Um, even Preston Williams, when he was healthy, you know, some of those receivers, they loved him because he would just throw them the ball. And it was a 50, 50 ball in many times. And those wide receivers would go up and get the ball. And I think when we saw the switch to Tua, you didn't see that as much. And I think part of it was because the offensive offensive game plan for Tua was to be very cautious. Don't throw the interceptions. If you don't see it open downfield, you know, throw the short pass. And that's what he ended up doing the majority of the time. But Fitzpatrick, he, he was, he was fun to watch. He was really fun to watch. And one thing too, that you'll, uh, that we enjoyed that you might enjoy as well. I know this has nothing to do with the play on the field, but his style, he's awesome. Um, the way that he dresses and uh, his swag, his swagger, excuse me, you know, the way that he carries himself um, yeah. and then the beard. I mean, the beard is,
2: it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch grow throughout a season. Yeah, you know, he actually um, got his first NFL start with the Rams against Washington uh, back in 2005, and I actually had not too long ago gone back and just kind of looked at that game a little bit. And he's like this clean-shaven young know, kid. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Um, that was the f- that was the uh, first of their five-game winning streak to get in the playoffs that season, actually for Washington. Um, nice, but uh, yeah, so definitely, I'm a big fan of the swagger. Like I. It, watching him walk in. I love something like that. He's like the anti uh, we've got a lot of bad experience. I mean, as a Dolphins fan, you're familiar, but we've got a lot of bad uh, juju from quarterbacks over the past couple of years. Um, and we went,
1: remember we had Cutler, we had yeah. Jay Cutler for, <laughs> uh, for a first season.
2: So I do love me some Jay Cutler. I love the Jay Cutler beams with the smoking. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, when we've gone from, you know, the highs of the, the one year wonder of RG three down to, you know, the Kirk cousins. Uh, but the guy that the guy that I keep coming back to when I watch Fitzpatrick play as Rex Grossman, it's almost like, it's so similar because if you go back, because Grossman was here for a while as well. And you guys like Santana Moss and, you know, the guys that were here loved Grossman because he's like, yeah, he just gives me a chance to play. It's exactly what you were saying. Yep. He just loves to, you know, he's they love him because he's going to give him a chance to make a play. And that's really all they're looking for. Um, but and, and you've got those like crazy highlight plays. And then you've just got those awful can't move the ball sequences. And, you know, I remember Fitzpatrick, I think it was with the Bucs when he played us he threw for like 400 yards and and put up three points like how do you even do how do you even do that that's got to be an NFL record yeah one thing too that you all that that and I I say you
1: all because I'm talking to the Washington football team uh, guys so your team um you have a running game you know for the past two seasons when Fitzpatrick was playing actually 2019 Fitzpatrick was the leading rusher for the Miami Dolphins um last year he only was in for six games and and we were trying a combination of a couple of free agents um, in running back. Matt Breida was one of them. Jordan Howard was the other, and they were just not effective. You know, if, and I'm thinking back to, you know, his other teams that he's been on and I don't know if he's really ever had a good running game, you know, that, and I, I I look at the Washington football team and I, I really do think that your, your running backs when they're healthy, you know, you have a really good running game, so I think that could really open things up for him to be able to throw the ball down the field. And again, he's not afraid to do it. If he sees a if he sees a, a wide receiver streaking downfield, he's going to chuck it down there, and he's going to give him an opportunity to to catch the ball. So, um, I, I'm I'm rooting again for you guys, and I, I hope I hope he does well. And I think a lot of the Miami Dolphins fan base does too. Um, so I I have to say though I was. I think it was the right decision for the Miami Dolphins to 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 let Fitzpatrick go, and and the only reason I say that, and I think some people would have a difference of opinion from me, but I think the reason that it was good was because last year, where Coach Flores was pulling Tua halfway through a game, three quarters through the game, and bringing in Fitzpatrick, it worked once, you know, against the uh, against the the Raiders where. Fitzpatrick lost his head with that last play of the game, and still threw the ball thirty plus yards, and got the twenty, the fifteen yard penalty. It worked then, but then during the Denver Broncos game, it didn't work. You know where they had pulled, uh, pulled Tua early, and then put Fitzpatrick in afterwards. So I think it was good because Fitzpatrick or Tua doesn't need to worry about looking over his shoulder, thinking is the coach going to put Fitzpatrick in? Plus, I honestly felt that Fitzpatrick wanted to start somewhere. And uh, he was very, he, you could tell when, when his press conference came after it was announced that he was not going to be starting. He was, he was upset. He was upset. Not, not mad upset. I think he was just disappointed. And he he made the comments during the press conference that this was the 2020 Miami dolphins were the best team that he felt that he had played with in much of his career. And he felt like he would have the opportunity to go to the playoffs Um, which if I remember correctly, I don't think he's ever been to the playoffs in his entire career. So, um, you know, he he was, he was thinking he could get there with this, that group of Miami dolphins, but it didn't end up happening. So I think he wanted to go somewhere that he can get to the playoffs. So that way he can really finish out his career. He doesn't need to play right now. If he doesn't want, I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's happy. He's been in the league for a long time. So you'd imagine he's, he's been paid a good amount of money. Um, but he just does it because he, because he likes it so much. And that's why he said too, that he was going to continue playing.
0: Yeah. He's only had two winning seasons his entire career, 2015 and 2020 with the Dolphins. Uh, So the thing is with Fitz, it's he seems like the perfect quarterback for really bad teams, right? Because he's going to give fans a reason to come to the game (laughs) and fans a reason to watch. Sure. Do you think he can function as the starting quarterback of a good team or at least a team that's projected to be really good? Washington has a great defense. Puns are now talking about a deep playoff run because the thing that we were missing last year was a capable quarterback. And Fitzpatrick right. can certainly be that at times in his career. Do you think that he can pilot us to some significant success?
1: I think he can. I think he can. Um, I believe that he has the skill set to, to be able to do it. He's very smart, he tries to make the smart plays. And he's also not afraid to run. Like I said, he was the number one rusher for the Miami Dolphins two seasons ago. So if the pocket collapses around him and he finds an opportunity to, to stretch out and make yards or run for the run for the first down, he will do it. And, and there are a lot of quarterbacks that you don't see that happening very often or they're not shifty enough to be able to make the moves to, to get to, to the sticks or whatever it is that they need to do. Um, so I think... It's going to be really interesting because your defense, the, the Washington football team defense, is projected to be a top five defense in the league, um, and I think the offense too. I think you have some nice weapons on offense, so it's going to really depend. I think I think it's going to depend on the the quality of the offensive line to give Fitzpatrick some time to be able to throw the ball, and again, that running game if it can be consistent like it has been, uh, again to create those play action pass opportunities for Fitzpatrick. I think. I think he can do really well. To be honest with you, I don't see why he couldn't do well.
2: Yeah, it's one of the thing uh, Ellie and I were talking about early on um, was that this is probably the most top to bottom talented roster he's been on uh, his entire. You know, nothing against the other teams he's played on. I think yeah, the Buffalo no. team was pretty good, but I mean, he has a lot of talent. So if it's if he fails this year, it's definitely on him. But he has he has all the tools to succeed. Um, do you? This maybe is a little bit out of left field, but if he does he tend to focus? Does he tend to have a favorite target when he plays uh, or does he, is he really good about spreading the ball around? That's one thing I haven't really gathered about him.
1: I would say he, he finds one or two people that or one or two pass catchers that, that tend to be really good and, and he'll just feed them the ball. And I don't think, I don't look at that as really a negative. Um, I really look at it as trying to be effective with what you're doing. You know, like I said, Devontae Parker, was one of his favorite targets. So it was Devontae Parker and Mike Goseki. Those were his two favorite targets. And you know why they were his favorite? Because he'd throw them the ball, give them that 50 50 opportunity, and they would go up and get the ball 95% of the time. And he always and and you could just see it. You could see it during the games and and I'll tell you too, I got to the point where in fantasy football, you know, I was like all right, time to start Devontae Parker, you know, especially if Fitzpatrick is starting, because I knew that he was going to throw throw the ball his way a bunch of times. And it just happened. And I I think he's not afraid to spread the ball around. But again, you're going to go with the player that you feel most comfortable is going to catch that ball when you throw it up, especially those down the field, you know, 30, 40-yard passes. Uh, And that's, so I think it's, I don't know if I answer your question exactly, Eric, but but we've seen that. And then Gusecki too, he goes right up the middle between Fitzpatrick and Tua last season throwing to Gusecki. Fitzpatrick was a much more efficient quarterback throwing the ball to our tight end. Uh, and again, I think that was part, partly because they built a great relationship.
0: Yeah. We have some similar weapons. I think we're really excited to see. Um, I want to close it out with you, biggie like this. So one of the reasons that Washington football team fans are excited about to, uh, not to listen to me are excited about Fitzpatrick is the potential. <laughs>
1: oh, you guys are excited too. Huh? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah is the potential that he can be a bridge quarterback for, let's say we go out and get a rookie this offseason to be our eventual starter. I think folks believe that he can be a good mentor for that rookie. Do you agree with that sentiment? I do. I do. I think that he
1: was really working well with Tua this past year. And that's exactly what you just said as far as him being a bridge quarterback. That's exactly what we said when we brought him in, in 2019, we said Fitzpatrick will be here, you know, two, maybe three years until we find a rookie quarterback that's going to take over. And they, and then they, they brought in Tua and you saw, you know, there were many of uh, inside the NFL episodes where you would see some of that communication between Fitzpatrick and Tua on the sideline. And it got towards the end of the year where, you know, Tua wasn't pushing the ball downfield and Fitzpatrick was saying, listen. Sometimes you just got to throw it to the guy and let your guy make the catch, and so he was really sitting there helping him, and uh, and I think everyone appreciated that, and I think Tua really appreciated that as well, because when you are a rookie and you're coming into the NFL, you know your eyes are are wide open and you know they're they're glazy eyed because there's so much to to gather and there's it's such a different level of skill set uh, in the NFL than what you're used to in college, and I really felt that Fitzpatrick built a great relationship with Tua while he was here and i think you like i said after after they announced the the change in quarterback although fitzpatrick was disappointed that he lost the starting job he was he was tua's number one fan so i think that's that's what you want in a bridge quarterback and i think that's what he's going to do in, in washington as well i don't i mean if anyone thinks that fitzpatrick's going to be there the next 5 or 10 years and then, then i don't think they they have to set the right expectations for themselves I do see him as probably similar two to three years until uh, until the Washington football team finds a rookie quarterback that's going to take over and be able to do everything.
0: Absolutely. Biggie, you have given us hope, hope for
2: the future with Fitzpatrick. man. So we thank you. and We appreciate you. I got one last question for you, Biggie. Absolutely. Yes, sir. What does it have to do as you're the number one fan? What do we have to do as an NFL fan base to get the helmet back on the Dolphin?
1: To get the helmet back
2: on the dolphin. Your, what do you mean? Your logo. The dolphin should be wearing a helmet.
1: <laughs> oh, the old the logo. The dolphin okay. should be
2: wearing a helmet.
1: Oh that, that this is a this is a conversation that, that strikes a lot of a lot of people differently. And and you see the one I'm wearing right now. I know yeah you're I'm, a non helmet guy I see. So I am I am the new I am the new dolphin's logo and that is my preference where mm. I'd say I am in the minority amongst Miami Dolphins fans. And the reason I'm in the minority is I love all the logos, by the way, it's my team. I'm going to love every single logo, but I associate the older logos with the undefeated football team, with the Dan Marino years, right. With all these other seasons. I think a lot of the young people, they, they, they look at this new logo and they say, well, that's during our losing years. Right. And I was like, well, once we start winning again, once we start making the playoffs and if God forbid, we make it to the Super Bowl." This this new logo is going to be loved by a lot more people because it's going to be associated to a winning team. So I like this. I, I have a lot of I have everything. I have all the, the logos, but um, if if it were up to 80% of
2: the fan base, they would go back to the old logos permanently. I, I promise so. you that. Putting the helmet back on might speed up that Super Bowl process. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> so I have a I have a question for you guys before we go. Yeah. What is the name going to be for the Washington football team going forward?
2: Demon cats. What is it? <laughs> he said, I don't know. Cats. There was some boat. There was some like bum poll that came out or like, there was like some random thing they posted that some news site posted. And like one of the options was demon cats as one of the <laughs> finalists. And I was like, yeah, that's the one I'm latching on to. That's where we're going. With. I, th- I think, I think
0: I know it cannot be easy. It, no, I think it's going to stay Washington football team. That's what that's my number one, most likely outcome Um if it's no not way. that, I, I have no clue because I've heard people say wolves. We've heard a lot of red wolves and Eric and I are not in favor of red wolves because we think it sounds like a middle school football team name, you know? So uh, I, we don't know. Man. Just, yeah, maybe. maybe
2: all these random names <laughs> that are like USFL team names. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather just stay what Washington football team than some. I mean, it's, it's generic, but I mean, anything else is going to sound generic too. So Everybody's we don't really care. We just happened. want it to be over with at this point. <laughs> Make, make an announcement. Are you going to stick with it? Or are you going
1: to do for something different? Right? Exactly. exactly. I hear Just you pick one and roll with it. All right. Well, well gentlemen, let me, let me close by saying again, m- much of the Miami dolphins fan base is rooting for Fitzpatrick. Um, and you also have our cornerback from last season, Bobby McCain, I believe. Oh, he yeah. Signed oh, safety, we like some Bobby
2: McCain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You have. So, and he was, he was a team captain for us too. Another very, very well-liked player against with the Miami dolphins. So, um, as long as the Dolphins are not playing the Washington football team, we are ru- rooting for you all to win as many games as possible
0: to reward these guys. Cause they are really good guys. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll look out for you in the future, Biggie. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. Spins up. We're here with the always amazing Ilse. So Ilse, you want to say hi to our audience?
3: Of course. Hello everybody. You know, guys, if maybe you remember me, maybe you, You don't, that's okay. I'm a very, very big time fans up fan, but also I'm a very, very big time Fitz Magic fan. So that's why I'm here.
0: Absolutely. And you are live from Mexico, correct?
3: That's right. That's right. Chihuahua, Mexico, of course.
0: All right. So Fitzpatrick went to the Dolphins last year, which of course you're a fan of that team. How do you think he did for the Dolphins last season?
3: You know what? I, I I would go a little bit back more. Uh, yeah, back to to um, the previous season because um, as you may remember, we did very badly um, back in in 2019, right? With just five um, five games, five victories. But what I just saw is that at at the very end, Fitz just changed. The mindset of the team. He said, "You know what, guys? I'm tired of losing, so let's uh, begin winning." And, and he just uh, worked his his magic on, and he he just uh, changed or, or um, kind of um, um, shared his his uh, enjoyment for the game, you know, with everybody, and and they began winning games. Uh, just five right of course but it was more than everybody thought that season and that continued because as you know and everybody knows in here right everybody mocks him or used to mock him because there was this this well-known uh cycle right in which we have pixpatrick and fitzmagic yeah i personally don't believe in pixpatrick really because um even, even the elite quarterbacks the, the the goats right they I mean they they get intercepted they they have bad and, and lousy days and we have seen it so it, it's just it's just a matter of um how, how your team is playing how you're feeling how the other team is playing as well this is a this is a, a team game right so so you don't win or you don't lose because you're the quarterback, so um, I think that last season uh, fits just fit. Actually, he fitted with with the this family uh, brotherhood. Everybody supports everybody. Um, you know, uh, system. Yeah, that's what we have now, and what we had back in 2020, and everybody just. Uh, Kind of gravitated around him. Uh, it was it was great. So so great to see them because uh, everybody lo- just loves him. Not just in Miami, but in I think in every single team he has been on. And that is something that makes everybody follow and do and not do whatever he wants, but. Um, you know, kind of um, um, help him in in this in enjoyment for the game and and getting victories because the man is the man. dares I mean, he goes. He, he's a go getter, right? Yeah. Not many quarterbacks are like that, and he is like that. And he has said it. I enjoy playing. I don't know for how long or for how much more time I'm going to be able to play this marvelous. game game so i'm just going to do my best to 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 love it to embrace it and and we have seen him right how happy he is when he's playing
0: absolutely and you talked about the sort of the culture that he brings with him to where people want to play for him and play with him right um did you get a sense that fans in and around Miami and also you know Dolphins fans in general I shouldn't just limit it to Miami but Dolphins fans in general really seem to be in favor of Fitz um last season right like I know you guys had Tua and he he came along a little bit but it seemed like Dolphins fans really really rallied around Fitzpatrick as a
3: starter is that right yeah and well there, there was very controversial because um well everybody knew right uh as well as he did, that he was going just to be a um, um, transition quarterback, right, and we knew that Tua was getting ready, was just learning from him, and we have always said that we're going to support whoever is wearing our colors, right, but there, there was this kind of uh, division, let's say it, uh, um, some, some people were, and I, I don't I don't really understand why, but it was uh, like this small portion, small, small, very small portion of, of Dolphins who thought that, okay, are, aren't you supporting Tua? I mean, you're cheering for Feds, are you a Tua hater? But no, I mean, I'm just a, a Dolphins lover, right? So I'm going to support whoever is playing for my team, whoever the start is. Um, the only thing here, of course, everybody, I mean, Fitz is someone who you cannot hate, yeah. like under any circumstances, not even after uh, the the um, interceptions, not even after a, a bad day or a bad game. Um, and we we saw the the brotherhood and be, between between him and, and Tua. And that was something that that we really appreciated and we cherished a lot because to me it was one of the best quarterback rooms on the league last year. Um, you know, when you saw them cheering for each other, whoever was on the field and whoever was on the sideline, it was just beautiful, right? Um, he he fits. He's just a he's a class act, and two is too, of course. Um, I think they 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 were a great team, and um, um, yeah, we we really we really missed him, you know. At the beginning, um, many people didn't know how to feel about him because of what we said before of this this cycle and everything and all the teams he has uh, played for but after all we saw I mean we we really love him and we respect him and I personally miss him a lot and I wish him the best and I know that he's going to do great things in Washington.
0: Yeah I'm excited to hear that and it sounds like whenever he was in the game on Sundays it was always must see TV because you mentioned it before yes there's some turnovers but there's also a lot of Throwing the ball down the field, a lot of risk taking, things that really make the game entertaining.
3: Yes, exactly. I mean, really, if you don't dare to do things that nobody else would do, when are you going to win, right? You need to take the, your chances, and that man just he he goes for it, and that's what I love about him because he's not a, he's never afraid. I mean that that no look pass was. I have really, I have no words to express that that uh, play. I mean, the man, the man's head was being ripped off practically, right? And he just threw the ball. He didn't care, and you know what happened, right? I mean, he he enjoys this so much and loves the game so much that he doesn't care what could could happen to him. He knows the risks, right? He knows them, but we can see that he's also very intelligent and we can see all the experience that he has. And, and I think that's what, what makes him different, like one of a kind.
0: Right. Can you tell Washington fans what they're getting when they get Fitzpatrick on the field?
3: Oh, my God. They're getting everything. Guys, in Washington, really, you're getting everything. You're getting you're getting passion, you're getting a man who is going to give his all to you, his whole life, heart and soul, who's going to work day and night for you, who's going to take you to playoffs again, and maybe beyond, Uh-oh. not maybe, <laughs> very probably. Really, I, I really believe in him. I believe in him and of course I believe in, in your team because Washington is an amazing team. As I told you, they stole my heart uh, last year uh, along with with uh, the browns yeah right we we saw many many amazing things about them but um I remember that I I was the only one uh, back here in NFL girls which is my my uh NFL well I'm part of that NFL community I don't know if you remember guys yeah if you remember or if you don't okay go ahead and google NFL girls. Mx, like in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere, even in YouTube. Um, and we, we had this this uh, our picks each week, right? And I was the only one who kept choosing them and choosing them. And everybody was like, hey, w- what is with you in Washington? I mean, why, why do you think that they're going to win games? And why, why do you think they're going to defeat the Steelers? Right. Remember, they were undefeated and um, I was the only one I was I was called kind of crazy. But but I I trusted them because Washington already was a great team, already was a great team. And now they are just stunning. I know that they're going to be leaders of that division and it is going to get difficult because, uh, you know, the, the rest of the of the division is getting stronger. It's not the same as last year.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. And and I know and I'm pretty sure that that fits is going to lead you to that place you're, you want to be.
0: And when Ilse says something, you believe it because it's going to happen. It's going to happen.
3: <laughs> yes, of course. It is going to happen. I always tell the truth and I can see the future, guys. Really. <laughs> Trust me.
0: Believe in Ilse. Tell me what uh, your single favorite thing about Fitzpatrick is.
3: Oh my god! Just one thing. Just one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Don't do that to me, please. (laughs) Okay, I love the fact that he that he exists. That's it. (laughs) I cannot choose. (laughs) Cannot choose. It's so difficult. I I I just I'm obsessed with that man, like in the good way, of
0: course. I I'll take it. Um, you know, it's always always fantastic to talk to you but especially considering that you know we now have this commonality in Fitzpatrick who played for your group last year and now he's coming to us I know a lot of fans are um have mixed emotions about Fitzpatrick just like you said the Dolphins fans did in the beginning but would you say it's fair to say that by the time he was done in Miami most fans were believers
3: um well the only thing I can say about this is he's going to change people's minds. He, he always does. He demonstrates that, that um, everything he does is, you know, he does with passion and he's going to give his all and, uh, you know, just don't be afraid because you're going to get to go places with him and just trust him and love him as we do like really enjoy him because you don't know for how long you're going to have him. So enjoy him, please. Everybody.
0: That's right. Enjoy the ride. It'll say, can you tell the, uh, our listeners where they can find you, look at you, listen to your stuff and see everything that you're doing?
3: Yes, of course. Of course. Well, so I am, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Ilse Nonis, like, um, all together or separately, right? Uh, I-L-S-E, Nonis. So you can find uh, Miami Dolphins content, of course, but I always or very, very often um, share content about Fitz because, you know, I love him and I cheer for the Washington football team, of course, not my second team. I don't have a second team, but um, I'm cheering for you guys because you're going to do great things this season.
0: That is fantastic. Ilse is very loyal to her Dolphins, but she's also a good pick. She likes to pick Washington to win some ball games, And, you know, we like to hear that because I tell you what, there are very few people out there on the internet that are more inspirational than you are, you know, and your your content is great. So if you're listening, make sure you go check that out. Ilse, it's always, always such a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate you taking time for us today. And, Hopefully we can be in touch soon.
3: Uh, oh my God. Yeah. On the contrary. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to hear you and to speak to you again, really. And I hope to be here, um, you know, a little bit more often. I, I hope we'll for see. Sure. Um, I, I'll keep pushing, right? For you to <laughs> invite me. <laughs> Why not? I mean, yes, uh, as, as friends and everything. And thank you. Thank you so much. And go Washington
0: go Washington. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Thank you guys.